You're my lady. All right. I'm ready to podcast in ways that people have not yet mentally prepared for. And it's probably going to be another week of us being right. A lot. Yeah, it happens, man. It happens a lot, man. Especially when you talk about Cam Newton. and He does make it easy to be right. All right, man. You had two days to listen and digest while we get ready for this uh, pod. Get ready for this episode. Go ahead and tell me, dog. Donda or Certified Lover Boy? Ah, different occasions to me. What? Which one do you like better? It depends on where I'm at. Like, that Donda in a stadium is going to be the craziest thing that you ever see in your life. Yeah, he's got a lot of sing-along songs. Yeah, it's going to, like, it's a lot of chanting. It's a lot, it's just stadium music. Like, that you be in a stadium or any large venue, like, it's, it's not rock and roll, but the same aura that you're going to get from rock and roll, million people, that's what you're going to get from that. Yeah. That yeah. Drake, the Drake, the Drake is more, yeah. I want to yeah. sit on my sofa, drink some dark liquor. I may have a beautiful lady who may not even be my old lady sitting next to me. Um, or I want to be riding around Houston and it's dark outside and it's right after it rain and I'm I'm really feeling like some real player shit. So that that's, Drake is more by myself. Donda is, hey, let's be at Woodstock or somewhere and go nuts. What about you? Uh, Donda, yeah. Donda is drug music. Like, I feel like if I were something. Rave music. High, rave music. Yeah, inebriated black rave music. Inebriated high black rave music. That's exactly what it is. You Whatever created yeah. a, a whole new genre. <laughs> exactly Again, what we're it innovated is. Innovated as hell on the splash yeah. cast. But if if I were that, like Kanye's album in Vegas would probably just be amazing. Oh man. <laughs> would just be amazing. Like the second out in the second song, I guess who's going to jail tonight? Imagine yeah. playing that before going out in Vegas. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> if, if I'm a cop, it ain't no way I'm not riding around today. And every time I pull somebody, guess who's going to jail tonight? Come on, get in the car. I'm playing your song. You know what's happening. Guess who's going to jail tonight? <laughs> <laughs> so I would do that. Now, Drake's album is cheating music. Aside. Oh, well, I'm not going to subscribe to that. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> to, to, to the single man on the podcast, yeah. <laughs> this is, it's probably 12.30, 1 a.m., and I'm in the Marriott lobby, and I'm asking what, what room is it? Um, like, like I said, Drake's album, like I said before, when we talked before, and I said how when we were in college, you used to create that playlist, and it would start off kind of cool, kind of chill, because you get ready to go out you as you drive into the party. You got the songs and then all the songs that you that are like hot, like super, like super tough that are out right now. They play in the club and yep. then kind of the playlist mellows back down as you about yeah. to go do your thing with a little show. Yep. yep. That is, that's the that's the format Drake followed. Because I'm going to tell you, when I heard that 21 Savage Project, Pat and Drake, I was back in, in some small teen club looking around like, uh oh. Somebody yeah, here for the fight. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> in here's gonna get their ass whooped, boy. 
Yeah. I was yeah. like, I never knew that I needed that in my life until I had it. And then I was like, Project Pat and 21 Savage, that would be a crazy dual album. Like, it's something that you'll never get because where Project Pat is and where 21 Savage is, but their music and their cadence is perfect together, man. Like, I, I can listen to it all day. Yeah, and and the thing is with people, like, it seems like a lot of people are, it's hard to compare albums to previous albums to me and expect them to hold that they're taking like the best Kanye album and they're comparing Donda to the best Kanye album and I'm like uh it's only a few artists you can do that with Kanye like Kanye's not broke Kanye he's not there anymore he is he's evolved into what you if you see Kanye the music and him match up perfectly and like I think that sometimes people get a little selfish and they're like, well, I like college dropout Kanye. Well, sure, we all do, but some of us like the more abstract rock and roll blend of rap music. Like, you don't get to be selfish enough to just get all of the Kanye. Like, that's not where he is in his life. He'll never, well, I'm not going to say never be, but it won't be like, it's going to be tough to get back to that guy. And probably, you, you wouldn't want somebody to go back in their life like that. Going to jail tonight. Well, guess who's going to jail tonight? When they play that at like Burning Man or something? Oh man, I just imagine like the the crowd the DMX had. That's jumping up and down. Like Kanye is about to go crazy on on the on the tour. His tours? Oh my god! His tour about to go. He about to make all that money. Now, see, that's something that Drake probably don't have on this album. It ain't nothing where when they just like people will individually like rap the songs to themselves, but like when he when Kanye yells. Who's going to jail tonight? The whole world is going to yell with him. Yep. Yep. And like, especially the way, like Kanye does a really good job of beat buildup. Mm-hmm. Like, especially like in there, because it's, and it's rock. Like he's, yeah. he's really on this rock thing. He's been on it for the last probably about five, six years. So it's, it's going crazy, dog. And I can imagine like, you know, if COVID would ever go away or ever be under control, like, like oh, what is it um out there in the desert coachella him at coachella wow never had a lot this is all i need people never care till it's all i pay niggas turn their back on me for no good reason niggas want to kill me and y'all still with them nigga y'all chill with them and y'all wonder why we not friends Best thing I could do is not build with you When I could destroy you That takes some fucking discipline I could send a team to come trail you I got a billion or two And I know where the fuck you live Niggas gotta chill with talking gangster You should just thank us Humble yourselves a little bit This ain't the same Sean that you knew once I don't shine shoes, uh This ain't what you want, no All that back and forth on the internet Nigga, we don't tennis that Y'all gotta do something, yeah. Only thing we respect now is violence. Anything besides this, we playing violence. Uh. I'm public enemy. Niggas want to kill me and y'all want me to be friendly. Niggas want sympathy after they want to end me. Be those closest to it, be the very ones to envy. Shout out to the family. I don't want no friends no more, not many understand me. Everybody wants something. You know the price of everything, but the value of nothing. With everybody, something. You know the price of everything, but Never had a lot, Nothing. this is all I need. People never care till it's all I pay. Niggas turn their back on me for no good reason. Loyalty is priceless and it's all I need. 
Can't burn a bridge just to lay my way. Lot of 42 on the flights I'm taking. Pouring out my soul and it might sound crazy. Lot of falling outs help me build foundation. Never had a lot, this is all I need. People never care till it's RIP. Niggas turn their back on me for no good reason. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to part two of episode 22 of the Splash Cast. This is our Around the League part of episode 22. I'm your co-host, Reggie. And I am, of course, America's favorite uncle. Other 50% of the realest podcast in the world, your boy Norwood. And let's get into it. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. And number one, I ain't even finna let you talk. I'm gonna give y'all a little <laughs> bit moment to let Reggie bask in his own glory as he predicted <laughs> the Cam Newton upheaval, outheaval, and we don't know where he is now. But if you listen to the splash cast last week, Reggie said word for word what was gonna happen. Cam was messing up. Cam was not vaccinated. Cam was not gonna be a patriot. And, and Cam today, was messing up. And here we are. But this is the reason that you should listen to us and nobody else, because we predict these things every time. And I, I, if we're going to do this, I got to give my man his respect. Got to give Miss Flowers. Negro Damas. <laughs> Tell us how you feel. Hey man. hey, man. I don't always get these. these. I have a lot of outlandish takes, but I do a lot of reading, man. And I can read a lot of situations very well. That boy and said he was reading the tea leaves. <laughs> no Earl Grey. That's another certified <laughs> lover boy. Oh. Man, I saw like first of all, Cam was throwing the ball to the opposite team way too much and throwing it into the ground. And then they were talking about he's not vaccinated. Then there was rumblings that uh the Patriots were kind of frustrated with him. And if you know anything about the Patriots in the Patriot way, it's their way or the highway. And they put Cam on the first thing, smoking up out of there. And Mac Jones wasn't playing bad. I mean, to in order to to outplay in order to unseat the draft pick, your number one draft pick, that's a quarterback. You have to outplay him. Otherwise they might as well just get him the experience because the Patriots aren't picked to win anything this year. So i kind of knew it was coming, but I appreciate you giving me my flowers on that, man. Smoking on that noon pack. Smoking <laughs> on your obvious. top five tonight. <laughs> hey, it was obvious, man. It was obvious he was out of here. I hate it for I, I to me, I think he should go to to the Texans. Uh, I think he would be a good backup quarterback. He's not a I don't think he's a starting quarterback in the league anymore. I think his shoulder is shot for the amount of reps that he's gonna have to take if he were to start. And I really I think he should he should embrace coming off the bench. Well, if he don't, he ain't gonna embrace nothing. Ain't, <laughs> ain't no starting job. Unless you go to the only place where I could assume that he may start Las Vegas, the second half of the season. I'm not sure if they don't come out looking like something, he could start there or um, the Washington football team. Yeah. Washington is good yeah. One. Outside of that, it's not many places that he has an opportunity to be a one. And I don't think he's deserving of being a one, but I don't think the guys on those teams deserve to be a one any more than he does. So. I mean, he does make a very good point of he is not worse than the 32 starting quarterbacks. Yeah. Well, yes. There's not 32 quarterbacks that are starting ahead of him. It's like 27, though. <laughs> and one of them is Carolina. And they ain't going to take him back. 
Yeah, no, nah, they ain't gonna take it back, brother. They got another trash quarterback. So yeah, but I do, I do <laughs> think that Cam Newton is better than Sam Darnold. I do too. So I think Cam just honestly, this may be the best thing for him to go just sit back and get healthy. I don't think he's been healthy for like three years. I think that shoulder has been problematic, and you know this may work out for him. I he also up- don't think that he like this is my biggest concern about Lamar Jackson is when you have this type of role and you play this game this certain way, you just don't get back to re-healthy like you were before. And that's the reason that like I think short term Lamar Jackson is, is very good at what he does, but the harsh reality is you don't get to go back. You can't take those reps off your body. And mm-hmm. though and if that's what you specialize in doing once you're out of that, if you can't sit in the pocket and throw the ball or find a way to do that. Even look at Russell Wilson, not taking a bunch of hits and I'm mostly going to throw from the pocket yep. and kind of stuck. And I like Lamar and I want, just like I want Kyle Kuzma to look at Carmelo and be like, Hey, I should probably not wait until this point in my career to play defense and do other things like rebound. The same thing I want for Lamar Jackson when he watches Cam Newton, Cam Newton is 100% probably the most athletic quarterback that the NFL has ever had ever. Like mm-hmm. physically, he had he checks every box, and, and it's not just like he's just big, tall, fast, strong. He also has a cannon. He can throw it. He can throw any ball that you need thrown. When healthy, if, yes, yes. But if you mm-hmm. don't kind of move out of that read option, I'm going to be running the ball. Then your mm-hmm. career going to be short, and I don't want that for Lamar. I really, I do think that Lamar does have the it factor that he can go to the next point. But you gotta. The Ravens got to find you some receivers, which means they're going to have to draft them. Because if I'm a free agent, I'm never going to play with you. But hmm. you got to do it. You got to do it now. Yeah. If I, well, if that's I'm a, a that's a that's a subtopic that we need. We could jump into real quick. Why is it when you have an athlete, right? You have one of the better athletic quarterbacks of all time, Lamar Jackson, Michael Vick, uh, Cam Newton. Why do, Why do you only give them one receiver? Cam Newton only has Steve Smith. Lam- I think Michael Vick had what Roddy White. And then uh, Lamar Jackson, I don't even know who he has as a receiver. Hollywood Ooh. Brown. Hollywood, Hollywood Brown. Man. Okay. So, okay. He, he, so, what you always say, show me. Hollywood Brown ain't showed me too much yet. So, three different, like, I don't put Michael Vick in this category because Michael Vick was in a different league. Back when Michael Vick was in the league, it was still kind of run. It was a lot of running and a lot of passing, but I think it was more, it was in the transition between going from a running league to a passing league. Cam Newton, I think that the Patriots, the Patriots just did a bad job of surrounding him with the right amount of talent. I don't think that. Honestly, I don't think they ever really had it. They didn't. They didn't. They, they, they didn't, didn't have a plan. They didn't have a plan. Of, they didn't. I think he was a stopgap. He was a stopgap. Who? Cam Newton? Yeah, he's a stopgap for the Patriots. They, they didn't. They never. No, 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 no. I'm talking about when he was playing with the Panthers. The Patriots. Oh, the Panthers I, just I, had bad leadership. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. So you have a team with bad leadership. Lamar is a situation where, all right, well, if I'm a good receiver, I want targets. I want targets. I want touches. This is a running team. If I go here, I don't know how many targets are touched. That's the reason I said Julio's never looking at going to the Ravens. No matter how good Lamar is, this is a running team. I'm not going to get enough touches. Uh, yeah. I mean, he went to Tennessee. Yes, but Tennessee, Tennessee is a running. They have the best running back in the league. They, they, yes. The, to me, that's kind of like my ex. What what I plan or what I foresee Tennessee doing is kind of like what I would hope Trey does as a Hawk. 
I don't have to keep re-showing you that I can shoot from anywhere on the floor. You know I can shoot from anywhere on the floor. So every time you think I'm going to shoot from somewhere on the floor, I'm going to pass the ball an easy layup. Same thing on play action. At this point, Derrick Henry doesn't have to run your face off anymore. The threat that Derrick Henry can run your face off is already present. So at any point where you think that you're not going to respect him, then you can hand the ball off. But if if you play honest defense, you're cooked. You're cooked every time. Because what are you going to do? You're going to put eight men in the box, and you're going to have A.J. Brown on one side, you have Julio on the other side, and you're going one-on-one? You're dead. Your quarterback is a, is a cooked ass every time. Yep. Well, bringing it back, man, that's actually a good spot for him to land, too. Backup quarterback at Tennessee. That's pretty much the offense he ran his entire career. They're not letting him do that. If if I'm Tannehill, if You've Tannehill, already paid Tannehill. You already, Tannehill knows where he stands. I don't care. If I'm that guy, that, that's the only reason. There are only certain jobs he can even apply for. You can't come to, <laughs> you can't come, like, no. Well, that's why I said he shouldn't. That's that was what you just said is the reason I said he's not coming to Atlanta. He's no. not coming to Atlanta. What are you? They're not good. Matt Ryan, like, and and it's probably my last season. And y'all gonna put no. I'm I'm not gonna deal with for for one season. When y'all gonna play Cam? When y'all gonna play Cam? Cam, Cam. All those chants. You know Atlanta got a bunch no, of uh, fair exactly weather fans not. anyway. No. So yeah, and, and, and he he's in a position where. His media attention and his skill level don't match up. So he, wherever Cam goes and, and backs up, people are going to be saying, are y'all going to play him today? Well, it looks like y'all lost. You're going to play him now? What about now? And you don't. You want your quarterback to be focused on winning the game, not answering questions about when the backup is going to play because you guys are losing. Fair, fair, fair. So, I mean, we're we, we going to wrap up this topic because we could talk about this forever. But Cam – Hey man, we saw it coming. Hopefully you can land on your feet somewhere and just embrace the backup role, man. This is this is the season of this is the closing the closing season of your career. Not this season in particular, but I'm just saying this is where you are. You are a backup quarterback now. So, uh moving on, man, Norwood. Tell me why now. You talked about giving Tell flowers. me why. <laughs> you you talked about giving flowers. You you talked about flowers. How you gave me flowers about Cam? I got to give you some flowers about Urban Meyer. You've hated Urban Meyer for about a decade now. <laughs> and everything you said Urban Meyer touches is going to be terrible and toxic. Why is Urban Meyer toxic and terrible now? What has he done? I don't, I don't know. That's like asking why Scott Disick, Scott Disick. Like, it's <laughs> problematic people were problematic before we met them. They'll be problematic after we left. But I do, I would like some level of accountability. Like, mm-hmm. come on, let's get in the rabbit hole. If Urban Meyer was black, he'd be coaching high school football by now. Like every one of his, if, every one of his, <laughs> the things that he has done, there's not a black man on the planet who could survive any of them. Like, number one, he was a part of the Aaron Hernandez Letter to the Patriots. Ooh, y'all forgot about that, did y'all? Because I sure did. Yeah. Oh, so, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. I'm, I'm about to sit back and, and take the class. So, so, go you, ahead. so you have, you basically vouch for a serial killer. Um, then you hired a guy who specializes in domestic violence. And then covered up for him. 
and covered up for him, then brought him to your new new team in Ohio State. Uh, the new team in Ohio State got hit with more sanctions, and then you had to move to athletic director. It means you're just calling plays from your office instead of from the sideline. Now you come to Jacksonville, right? You get to Jacksonville, and you Trevor Lawrence is the highest talented quarterback basically since Andrew Luck coming out of college. He is. You you have a quarterback controversy between Gardner Minshew, Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> that was a black man. He'd be fired. Fired. Then, then, after you get through this, and the domestic violence, and vouching for a serial killer, and your team isn't good, so it's not like people are paying that much attention to anything but you. And what do you say? Well, Players' vaccinations or lack thereof plays into whether or not who we keep on the team. Ooh, lawsuits. That's what that sounds like to me. We all know this, but every now and then you should do this thing that people probably tell you called shut up, shut up. But you talk too much. And I don't quite (laughs) understand why, if you ask right now, who is the person that the media looks at more when it comes to the Jacksonville Jaguars? Trevor Lawrence, the highest touted quarterback since Andrew Luck or Urban Meyer? Urban, Urban Meyer. Meyer. Urban Meyer has to be in the spotlight. He has to be in the spotlight. So He he is literally the producer dancing in the video. You everything that Shook and I hated. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, with that be, I don't really have much else to say. Norwood summed up the toxicity that is Urban Meyer in his regime perfectly for me. So... We're going to keep it moving, man. Uh, our last bit of NFL news is on a somber note. Um, if you know about Tom Brady, you know that Tom Brady at the beginning of his career won three Super Bowls. And the main receiver for those three Super Bowls was David Patton. David Patton um, passed away. Uh, he was in a motorcycle accident in Columbia, South Carolina. He was 47 years old. He had a 12-year career. Um, he never really got his just due. Um, he, between him and Troy Brown, uh, they were the best receivers that Tom Brady had at the time, and he was he was he was really really good. Uh, so, I just wanted to say R.I.P. to David Patton. R.I.P. to David Patton. Also, R.I.P. to Keith McCants. Um, passed. Oh yeah. Oh, on Thursday. From a Bucks player um, who dealt with his own personal issues for a long time, but David Patton and Keith McCants, R.I.P. Man, um, yeah, take us back up, Rich. It's finally here, ladies and gentlemen. What you've all been waiting for is about to be a lot of spiciness on the park. It's going to be a lot of shit talking. We are Georgia and Florida fans. Well, I'm a Georgia fan. He's a Florida fan. And we've already traded shots. You've heard some of the shots before in the offseason, and now we're here. This week, uh, Georgia plays Clemson. Uh, it's kickoff weekend and Labor Day, Labor Day weekend, and it is going to be a wonderful weekend, man. Are you excited, Norwood? Uh, you already came in on fire earlier on the My both podcast segment one. <laughs> I'm a 35 year old man. This is what Christmas is for me now. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I, I, like you know, back in the day, you was like, "Oh man, I can't even sleep. I'm I'm gonna lay down at like 11:30 and wait back up at like 4 a.m." Now it's like, 
I'm we're I'm watching two games right now. I'm on my foretail uh pregame beer. I will be tailgating <laughs> and then I will be watching my own HBCU football later today. Uh peer review versus Texas Southern. It's it's an exciting time. Ooh, I, I borderline I borderline got one tier that I, I could share right now. Just thankful that the Lord has blessed me with this opportunity to be able to hey why you playing though with the times that we're in man Man, you can't take those for granted you know how old people say just feel good to be in the number just one more time yeah boy just feel good to wake on up you know so uh we got a few topics we want to talk about in ncaa football man and in the sec there is uh a coach by the name of jimbo fisher at texas a&m jimbo is known for winning the uh title at Florida State when he had Jameis Winston, and then he also uh, was the offensive coordinator at LSU and they won a title as well. Jimbo is the coach at Texas A&M now, and they actually finished, I want to say, fourth last year in the, the 2020 shortened season. They finished fourth. Uh, I think they went eight and one. Jimbo has reportedly gotten paid again. Uh, his new payment will now pay him approximately $9 million annually. And he has seven years remaining and was set to get $7.5 million prior to his extension. So now he's got, he's got a total of 10 years, $90 million, which makes him the second highest paid coach in the SEC behind the GOAT, Nick Saban. Reggie, let me ask you one question. Why does he deserve this money? So you're going to ask me. I just yeah, asked You me. always come right on here and want to ask me. So, Norwood, can we have a deep dive? No. I, why because they ain't got nobody nowhere else to spend the money on. That's why he got this extension. So you, they don't. They don't have. They don't. Who else are you gonna go get? Do they have a history of being the best team in the West over the last five years? No. Are are they surely number two? Like, are they like a confident? They finished number two? number two last year. Do you confidently know going into this season? I'll throw Bama out and the 30 for 30 and whatever Nick Saban is doing, paying those adults who claim to be children. No bishop chicken. <laughs> um, it is what it is. We all struggle with that. Whatever it is, it's unfortunate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Texas A&M, are you confident they are the second best team in, in the SEC right now? No. Are you confident they're the third best team in the SEC right now? No. Are you confident they're the fourth best SEC team in the conference right now? Yes. Okay. So he's getting paid as the second best coach. So uh, I'll, I'll, I'll counter that. Do you think he's the second? Who do you think he's the second best coach in the SEC right now? I don't care what you are. What does your production say? You in the same boat with everybody else. It's Nick Saban, and everybody else is trying to find it, find a way. <laughs> yeah. I'm a Florida yeah. fan. I'm gonna keep it real. We had a we had a good season last year, and I was happy to have the season that we had because we've had worse seasons. But it ain't no way that you're finna tell me that Jimbo Fisher deserved a contract extension, especially not a bag like this, and never won a national championship, never won an SEC championship, never won your side of the conference. Yeah, you know who you know who you're putting your yourself in a situation to become Michigan. Well, so I mean, he's nine and one, and he went nine and one last season, and the only team they lost to was to Bama. Oh, they did, they did lose. By did like you win 40. an SEC championship? Did you win a national yeah. championship? If not, then shut up and go home. You sound like Georgia. My no lost, offense, man. No fuck offense. you, fuck you. What is you? Just, fuck you. 
That's all right. When y'all lose to Florida Atlantic today, I don't want you to say shit. Oh, I'm gonna tell you for sure. If we lose to Florida Atlantic today, I won't have you. <laughs> <laughs> I will let you know right now. Well, Norwood is the worst Florida fan I've ever met. He I'm talks actually not true. I'm not that bad. I'm not. You okay. count on them to lose every game. You take the shit talking away from your opponent. You say, ah, Florida's going to lose. You don't allow people to talk shit to you because you say your team is terrible. No, no, no. I didn't say that last year with contrast. I, I know what my team is. My team with a quarterback is a problem. My team without a quarterback, upper echelon, regular, degular. That's so where we are right see? now. Upper echelon, <laughs> regular, degular. This but, is... But this, no, no, okay, all right. So last year was our season, and we didn't get to, like, we didn't win a national championship, but we did damn good with what we had. This is y'all season. Man, let me tell you something. Hold on. No, I'm not going to let you get that off. Because if I were to say that to you, you would go crazy. You would you would talk so much shit about Georgia if I were to say we did good with what we had. Fuck that. No, 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 no,
This should be the end. I think that you guys have a pretty relatively advantageous schedule. Cupcake schedule. We play Alab- We play Florida and Clemson. That's it. This is the same schedule that Alabama played when and, uh, they went off over their first national championship. And you play Clemson early. So yeah. it does like so Clemson, as long as you guys keep it close, and even if I mean I wouldn't assume that you guys get destroyed. I would love to see DJ Ulalele go full ukulele on you. Um, I, I would just, you know, that what that's going to do for me. And also, while we're here, since we are recording on this beloved Saturday, I want everybody to understand that as soon as the day, these guys lose today, there will be text message and disrespectful posts on Instagram about UGA starting their season out 0-1. But with that said, yeah, and, oh, and if you could see – if you could see Reggie's face right now, because he knows that there will be a foot in his ass later from oh, from stuff. Oh my god! You better and, hope we lose. You better hope we lose because nigga, I may drive to Houston. Oh man, or, but or this, take a we'll take a boat to Houston because. But right, see, this know. is the thing as a Florida fan. The reason I'm unscathed is because you guys could win. But if you guys win today. 100 percent you're gonna trick off another game in the season without a doubt and i would actually rather see y'all go up and then crash and burn than take this loss get humble and then still make it through so yeah realistically exactly so it's it's a win-win for me all i can do is i'll see y'all in october you know if y'all win this if y'all win this one Y'all finna get to October and become Johnny and trick it off. And I and I'm not afraid. Ooh, see, I'm, and so so in the past, ladies and gentlemen, I've always been the humble one. Between our friends, there's an Alabama fan, there's a Florida State fan, there's a Florida fan, there's uh everybody else doesn't really watch, you know, watch too much. Everybody else is Georgia fans. And I've had to hear all this trash talking from these Florida and Alabama fans for the last 10 15 years. Oh, Florida State and they got national championship too. Yeah, but they don't talk shit though. Florida State don't talk a lot of shit because they so bad, man. They so they went like <laughs> they Florida, Florida State is either really good or tragic. At least like we we only had maybe like one real tra- tragic season. Outside of that it's like all right, well we will be competitive. I, 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 I don't think y'all going to be competitive this year. And, and <laughs> no, I don't. So this is what happens as a Florida fan when we don't have Kyle Trask, Tim Tebow, um, Chris Leak. We ain't it. Well, yeah, I don't have a good. I don't. I don't think Dan Mullen is a great coach. I think he's a great quarterbacks coach. I don't think he's a great coach though. He's yeah. not a good recruiter. He does not. not ma- none of this mat like people like coaching matters. Well, yes, sure. Not with Florida. If you have a good quarterback. We don't need anything else. When we have a good, like that is the difference between us and y'all. When we have a good quarterback, we're going we gonna to do what we're supposed to do. Now, we just, our thing is, is to sift through all the BS that we recruit. Will Greer, Felipe, uh, oh, Felipe Wait, Frank. Y'all screwed up the Will Greer thing. Y'all, that was y'all fault. That wasn't, that was y'all fault. Okay, Will Greer got cut like a couple of days ago. Will, Will Greer in the NFL? A, I mean, so did Tim Tebow. You can't, you can't say that. Will, can't but, what say. I, but what I'm saying is, realistically, Will Greer is what we thought he was. Like, mm, ain't that he was good. good at West Virginia? Shit. I mean, <laughs> in college, Will Greer would have taken. He was supposed to be the next person after Tebow. No, Cam Newton stealing them computers. <laughs> 
No, because no, 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 no. Because Cam wasn't supposed to be after Tebow. Yes, he was. He was supposed to be right after Tebow. That was Tebow's was, last year was 2008. It was, it was supposed to be oh, yeah, Tebow. Yeah, 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 then yeah, it was supposed yeah. to go right into Cam Newton. But Cam Newton got caught in the computers. And then he went to that junior college. And he went to Auburn and won a championship. That was supposed to be the Florida National Championship. But I don't hold him against that because we knew. But even that, but even after Cam, I'm taking to the fact that Cam wasn't there. I'm saying after Cam left, after all that BS, because then y'all had uh, uh, Driscoll and all of them. Will Greer, <laughs> Will oh, Greer, uh, was supposed and was supposed to be that mid, next dude. Mid by mid, all of them, <laughs> and same, then same scholarship fraternity of mid by mid. None of them good. Georgia, Georgia just has bad coaching. Like we have, yes. we we have good, we have good players. And then if we get like a good quarterback, then we make stupid decisions. Like when we had Ty Gurley and Aaron Murray was serviceable, but he wasn't supposed to. But we had so much what everybody else. We ended uh, up we ended Ty up trying. Gurley, wait, hold on. Tony Michelle, trying, Nick Chubb. How do y'all trick off? Because you try to throw the ball. Because then you have like Mike Bobo as offensive coordinator, who has a three hundred yard running back, who has two hundred yards rushing. And then you decide to throw the ball on third and goal, and you get sack fumbled. When you had third and goal at the one, and then you lose to South Carolina and Jadavion Clowney. That's how you top, do stupid shit like that. Nick Chubb is a top three running back in the NFL for the Cleveland Browns. So it ain't even leadership. No, it's leadership. It, you, okay, so University it's bad of coaching. Georgia. No. It's bad but, coaching. Yo, when Nick Chubb, when, when we went to the national championship game, what did we do? We ran a fake punt. You know how bad your leadership has to be to say that Cleveland figured it out and you didn't? That's a new that's no, a new, no, you're reaching, you're reaching, you're reaching, you're reaching, you're reaching, what? you're reaching, you are reaching to be slanderous. No. Yeah, you are. No, no. Martin no. the truth. No, I ain't no truth. <laughs> ain't no truth. That ain't no he, truth. He ain't like that answer. What you mean, part? It's two it's two different, it's two different, two different things when you're talking about. College and pro. No, Cleveland. No, no, no. Not with this team. Cleveland, they're very similar teams. That UGA quarterback wasn't that good. I Like, personally, I like Baker. Baker also not that good. But Cleveland was like, oh, I'm going to give the ball to Nick Chubb because he's our guy. And that's their offense. And you guys should have done the same thing and see if you could have ran y'all to a championship and y'all decided to do – all the uh, rest of the things. The fake. Well, we ran to the championship game, and then we did a fake punt. And Alabama put in all first-round picks, and there was nothing we could do to stop it. That whole team that they came back with, all them freshmen ended up being first-round picks, literally every single one. We also every have, single We have to talk about Alabama. Is just, first of all, Alabama is wide receiver, you without a question. And then, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. They over are. the last 10 years, without a doubt, Alabama's – Wide receiver core has been better than the New England Patriots every year. Like, Man, they're I, also I, DBU over the last 10 years. They've been put out a lot of DBs, a lot of safeties, a lot of wide receivers, a lot of linebackers. Well, they, actually, they haven't put out a lot of linebackers. A lot of defensive ends, a lot of I defensive linemen. Like, they was, are. It would be tough to remember the last time that the Patriots had a better wide receiver group than Alabama. But it, it, it would have to be at least before Julio. The Patriots had a better wide receiver group than Alabama. Pre Julio, it have to be the year before Julio at best, maybe. Mind you, Julio been in the league 
50, 11 years. When did the when did the Patriots go to the uh Super Bowl with Randy? No, Moss? don't matter. Two thousand seven. Yeah. No, two thousand. Yeah, seven. Jesus. My yes. Because so, <laughs> they're eleven. They won. So two thousand. That's pre Julio. Two thousand seven. So the last time that the Patriots had better receivers than the Alabama Crimson Tide, I was a junior in college. Enough said. We're done here, ladies and gentlemen. Thank, <laughs> thank you for listening to the flashcast. We do things that nobody else even knew that could be done. <laughs> so we uh, we actually were going to try to preview week two of college football. But hell, we ain't going to do that because we just went into a deep dive of Georgia, Florida. Uh, but just to let y'all know, this uh, all the insults, this is how it's going to be for college football. So y'all can go ahead and strap on in. All uh, y'all people who say, oh, you and Reggie, y'all get along about it, such and such and such and such. Well, those days are a lot old. of cussing. It be a lot of now, cussing. I don't have anything to cuss about because my team wins national championships, husbands, uh, um, the rivalry. Oh There's not really much here. My team doesn't win. Now, you you should be upset. But that's that's another conversation for no, another see, day. See, and, this, and ladies and gentlemen, see, this is that bullshit Noah will be talking about. He's still living on. See, that's like the University of Oklahoma. Talking about, oh, we got 13 national championships. And I, man, nobody give a shit about them old-ass championships. Y'all niggas are trash now. Y'all are trash today. So you Bro, can keep you can keep talking about Tebow. You can keep uh, talking about He's 35 now. He's 35. Y'all can keep talking about that. It's whatever. This year, today, on um, September 4th, 2002, y'all some bud. So it is what it is. So the but last let's, let's, time let's move the on. No, University no, 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 let's move. Of Georgia no, won national championship. We are at forty minutes. Nineteen eighty. Forty minutes. It, yes, and it, you know what? There's a correlation there. Forty minutes and forty years since the last time you guys won a national championship. Y'all be safe. Yeah, that's gonna be edited out. But so when it comes to uh, our next topic, the Big Twelve, and this is probably be. I don't think we need to talk about COVID. Big Twelve. The COVID implications, you know, if you if you have COVID, you got to sit out. And if you don't have enough players, you forfeit the game. They are not rescheduling anything else. Lane Kiffin, for example, he's out the, today. Uh, luckily, I don't think Ole Miss really plays anybody. So and then when it comes to Wisconsin Badgers, their linebackers out for two games. So if y'all don't get it together, you're going to be out. But let's get back to this alliance. The Big 12, which is one third of the alliance that is aligned to stop the SEC, <laughs> uh, is adding BYU, Cincinnati, Central Florida, and Houston to get back to 12 teams. Because if you don't remember, they actually dropped down to 10 teams, and then they lost Texas and Oklahoma to the SEC. So now they've added these mid-majors to become uh, the Big 12 again. And you know who they sound like to me? They sound like the All-American Conference that tried to save the Big East. You remember right. that? Is this a, a, an alliance or a lying? Are you a lying and telling us that you <laughs> think that you're better than you are? It looked like y'all still one team because I'm watching Penn State in, in Wisconsin and we made it through a half and it is zero zero zero. That is this is the worst. Let game. me tell you about <laughs> this is the this is the reason that you guys need an alliance, right? Oh, here. this is why people leave because y'all are trash man i mean and, and and first of all shout out to houston and central florida and cincinnati i'm not really a fan of byu byu shout out to the mid majors for actually taking advantage of this and trying to step up and become an upper echelon team and get into the playoff picture but y'all some mid dog but but it's not only that you're mid it's that nobody wants to watch this nope. this this wisconsin Penn state game is the equivalent of watching a baseball game does not your team play. <laughs> Imagine that you're watching the Padres play the Rockies. 
This I season. mean, and this this Penn State Wisconsin game. We gonna get back on it, y'all. I promise. This Penn State Wisconsin game. Is zero, no zero. This is the twelfth seed versus the nineteenth seed, and it is zero. Like, yeah, in the third you quarter. you would assume that a top 25 bout would be a little bit more exciting than paint drying. I am just going to sit here and drink beers until this becomes fun. Um, you know how mad I would be as a coach for us to put in two years worth of work just to come out and be zero zero? <laughs> off, off, offensive coordinators, you guys need to find a new job soon and very soon. Soon and very soon. soon. <laughs> Why did that match up with, with Kanye in the back? I was like, yeah, you hear my music? Oh, uh, man. Oh, all right, man. so let's get us out of here. Um, college football season is abreast. I'm looking for HBCU college football. I'm looking for uh, FCS, with FBS, whatever they call it. They keep changing names. Um, shout out to the Alliance being extra regular, just like we knew that you would be. The SEC games come on later. It's the only thing that matters. Um, mm-hmm. Outside of that, we're going to get out of this college football section. Y'all be blessed. And either you watch football in the SEC or you watch other people practice playing football. Outside yep. of that, we out of here, man. Yeah, let's get into some news around the NBA. And we're going to laugh at Dennis Schroeder getting paid less than Joe Kim Noah, a gator, even though <laughs> Joe Kim is probably somewhere in the forest or jumping out of a, a waterfall or something like that, because you never know what that dude's going to do. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen, with our NBA Around the League segment of part two of episode 22 of the Splash Cast. We got a bunch of topics we want to talk about today. Uh, we're going to kind of zoom through them. Uh, some of them, are, most of them are pretty funny. Hey, if y'all, if y'all didn't know, Shaq is not one to play with. Shaq and Scottie Pippen got into it about, I guess Shaq said something that pissed Scottie Pippen off. Shaq said he would take the five best Lakers against the five best Bulls. Whatever five best you got, the five best Lakers of all time versus the five best Bulls of all time. And he said that they would beat them by 50, which I don't actually necessarily disagree with. Scotty got mad at that and said some stuff back to Shaq. And Shaq went on Dan Patrick and went nuclear. Yeah, went nuclear. (laughs) What did did he say? He called him a bum? No. (laughs) He did. so Shaq, like shout out to Shaq being both respectful and disrespectful at the same time. And, and that's talent. how you that's kind of how you gotta treat Scotty. He was like, Scotty's a good player, but to me, he's a bum. And as a person who is who is a big Scotty Pippen fan, I was in middle school wearing the up tempos. I love Scotty Pippen. But Shaq is right. Scotty Pippen is a great basketball player. I think probably underappreciated. Well, standing next to Shaq, he is a bum. That boy Shaq said, yo, look, Will, I just said we'll beat you by 50. Now, he made it personal. And he said, oh, Shaq, hey, I don't believe in hypotheticals. So he swung first. And he said, so I'm going to swing second. And I'm going to swing last because I don't let bums disrespect me. He was a great player, but he's, but I'm the bridge. He's the water. He'll always be up under me. Woo! And, and, and this, this episode is about bars. And that's one more. <laughs> That is for sure. One more bar. Um, he's right. Shaq is the most dominant player that I've time. ever seen. Of, uh, 
I'm not going to say of all time because I didn't grow up during the the Wilt, Bill yeah. Russell era. Yeah, the Wilt era. Everybody says Wilt was just. But now, we'll, we would live to see somebody be as dominant as Shaq. Like, that would be fantastic. As much as I love LeBron, he ain't dominant like Shaq. I don't think the only person that you that is comparable to being dominant like Shaq is Wilt. That's the only person that's in that conversation. And I, honestly, Bill Russell. Bill Russell was not dominant like Shaq or, or Wilt. Bill Russell was good defensively. Wilt was, and he was good offensively, but he was he was more hustle and defense. And he was known as the Wilt stopper. But Wilt was a freakish athlete like Shaq. Like, and the, the only person that I could see that has the potential to be that dominant, the only person I see that has the potential to be that dominant right now in the game today is Giannis. Embiid. Oh. Embiid Olajuwon. Embiid, I'll, I'll give you that. I'll, I'll give you that. Embiid if, has the potential. If, if you're talking Embiid about potential. If Embiid ever got healthy, he's and mad. Be- like, but he's not. Yeah. Last year, I will say with Embiid, it was the first time when he got blocked against Capella and we were beating him. He got mad and he went down and ducked on Capella like three times in a row. Yeah, like, it, it, and I don't know why, like, like our era, like, nah, it's, we're looking for the smoke. Like, mm-hmm. hey, not all this laughing and kikiing is one thing, but we've now come to an impasse. And I'm I'm here to prove to you that I'm my mom and daddy's son. <laughs> I don't feel like these guys now feel like that. Like nope. all of this, all of this friendship is cool, but now I think the focus has changed. I don't think the focus is on being everybody's trying to everybody wants to be the best player, but they're not, they're not like when we were going up, they, they would almost be willing to die for it. It's like dealing to die for my respect type thing. Now well, it's just like, I want my brand. I want as much money as possible. I want to be included in the in all of that stuff. But it's also about twos versus threes. Threes are not that confrontational. You dunk on somebody and push them down and throw the ball in their face. Yeah. It's, it's different. But I don't understand why you, like, as you have guys who are more athletic and can do these things, why they don't. If I'm called Anthony, well, Hill. again, they've taken the fun out of it, though. You know, that's a that's a you know, you can, that's that's uns, unsportsmanlike conduct. Everybody talks about rules and how they've evolved in each sport, right? Like how there's now the zero step, and you can basically travel. How in football there's no fun. Unsportsmanlike conduct across every sport, except for hockey, has like uh, hockey is different now. There's not nearly as many fights as it used to be. They they as even though hockey is what it is, and then I know we covered some stuff at the end of the season where they're just like, hey, man, let's get past the game. Let's just fight. But the majority of hockey is hockey, – hockey is going through its – and I'm going to make up a word here – it's basketballization where they're going from, like, the physical part. Like, you used to have hockey enforcers. You're not going to have that anymore. Nope. You used to have basketball enforcers, Charles Oakley. You don't have that anymore. Hockey is now becoming more like basketball, where it's just like, hey, man, let's just have a beautiful game. Yep. And, and basketball, so my point was, unsportsmanlike conduct has evolved to the point where you can't do anything. I mean, even in college football and in football, you can't even, like, taunting is crazy. Like, you can't even talk to people. Like, if I hit you and lay you out, I'm supposed to tell you I'm laying you out. Like, yeah, you don't want to do that again. You can't do that no more. So a sportsman like kind of I disagree there. Sometimes you just take whatever comes the penalty that comes with it to send a message. 
Hey, I'm, but I'm just saying it shouldn't be a penalty. I got. I'll take my one tech to let you know you won't do this again. There's no way I'm going to let Steph do all that shooting and spinning around. Hey, ref, I'll take. I'm gonna go ahead and raise my hand. But if he do that, I'm a body slam him <laughs> until they send in Kent Bazemore to fight you and get you kicked. Yes, out. if I'm Kent Bazemore, that's the only part of the career I have left. I'm not good at literally anything. <laughs> hey, ref. oh man. But hey, uh, man, y'all cover my fine because I'm finna I'm finna get put out of here. And I've been that friend before. I let I let everybody know. Hey, uh, go ahead, settle up, have your last drink because I'm finna get put out. <laughs> yeah. Well, moving on, moving on to the NBA free agent offseason portion. Uh, there's still a little bit more wheeling and dealing going on. Uh, the Cavs, <laughs> their 82 and 0 lineup of all seven footers. They have acquired Laurie Markkinen, another six foot eleven power forward, in a three way trade signing trade with Portland. The Bulls will get Derek Jones Jr. Portland, uh, the Bulls will get Derek Jones Jr. Portland's lottery protected future first, and the Cavs' future second rounder. Portland gets Larry Nash Jr. and Cleveland gets Laurie Markkinen. And news that doesn't move the needle. Uh, so. So I'm, can so can we? Who came let, out ahead on this? Who came out ahead on this trade? No, no. First thing we need to do is somebody send a text message to the Cleveland Cavaliers. This is not two K. Um, you gotta <laughs> kind of put together a real team that can play together to be successful. I, I can't even begin to understand what your game plan is. First of all, what are Lloyd Marketing and Kevin Love doing on the same team with contract extensions? You're paying two guys who do the same job and only do one job. <laughs> this this team is tragedy after tragedy. This team is so bad that like you have to at a certain point, like, like, are you guys like losing on purpose? Like, like what trickeration are you guys running where? I don't know their plan. That's, I guess that's what you're trying they to They don't to. know <laughs> their plan, Reggie. <laughs> I don't know what they're trying to do. Why? Evan Mobley, Jared Allen, Kevin Love, Lori Markinen, Taco Fall. You have five guys. No, baby. (laughs) That you either spent money, Jared Allen, Lori Markinen, Kevin Love, or Taco Fall. I'll, I'll let Taco pass. I just think there's a bad flyer. And Evan Mobley, who you spent draft capital on. So four of the five guys you have a large investment in, either financial investment or draft capital investment. I guess All they're going to they, – they, this, this signals to me that they're definitely going to trade Kevin Love. You brought up Kevin Love. I, had to, I thought about that. They're definitely, they got to trade him. Kevin Love and the Cleveland Cavaliers have both said, we want to make this work. This is the reason that I let everybody be in a bad relationship. Because if you're going to – y'all both want to be this stupid, who am I to tell you not to be stupid? But yes, if you want to play Kevin Love sixty million dollars over the next two years, I'm not gonna get in your way because not my problem. But I'm gonna tell you right now, what didn't they trade Colin Sexton? Did they trade him yet? No, uh, uh-uh. no, 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 no. Let's not even talk about the fact that they have they drafted two point guards back to back, both of them being six feet tall. So, <laughs> like, and then the the only guy that you actually hit on. Kevin Porter Jr. is now who? A Houston Rocket. So 
Yeah, they did him dirty too. They moved his, they took his locker and didn't consult him or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. They sunned he, him. They sunned and he, him, and he and went he off. Took, and he took his ass right on to Houston, and now he's like. And if you don't notice, Houston, on the other hand, is putting together some very they are assets up and up, boy. And I, I don't know if they will ever be good, but I promise. They're going to be better than they were, than they are. <laughs> now, number one, if you're going to play in Houston, you're going to play in Cleveland. And take your ass on the, the Houston. We'll see your address. Uh, we'll see your address on Sunday. Um, number two, <laughs> the like, I don't know if they'll mesh together yet, but at least Houston is an interesting 2K team. That means you have assets, you have guys. Cleveland, they dumpster fire. Yeah. You're a dumpster fire. First of all, are you going to extend Sexton or Garland? They're not going to extend Sexton. They're trying to get rid of Sexton. For what, though? He's the guy who's pissed everybody else off. And he's quietly like your top two best player on the team. And 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 everybody <laughs> knows that. What are you're trading your bet your he's their number one asset. Mm-hmm. You're trading your number one asset. Why? If you're trading your number one asset, that means you don't believe in him, and I know you don't have anything else behind him. I'm looking for a steal now. I'm I'm only buying on consignment. I'm slashing prices. I won't do it. I'll stick you with two six foot guards. Put Lori Marketing at the three. Put I guess you got to put Kevin Love at the four because you're paying him a, a trillion dollars. <laughs> then you have to decide between playing Jared Allen, the hundred million dollar man, or playing Evan Mobley, the, your your lottery pick. Mm-hmm. Your team, your and, oh, let's not forget about Isaac Okoro. So, like, your team doesn't even. Oh, make, I forgot about that. Your team he's six seven. So, do you play Isaac Okoro? Or do you play Lori Marketing? Well, you pay Lori Marketing, and you made a trade for him. And Lori thinks that he's a starter. I'm sure, but I'm sure Isaac thinks yeah, he's a starter. Sixty-seven million dollars. He's a starter. Are you telling me you gonna put Isaac Okoro on the bench? Yes. On a rookie contract, yeah, you put him on the bench. Oh, okay. Well, I'm gonna tell you right now. If I'm Isaac Okoro and I look at you put Larry Marketing on the bench, I want to say, "Hey, Kevin Porter Jr., y'all hiring down there?" <laughs> yeah. And, and what exactly did you throw to get fired? Because I need to know exactly what was gonna get me out of here. <laughs> yeah, salad. He threw. He threw fruit and salad. He tossed. There's a joke. There. Nah, it's a joke. Uh, I was. <laughs> I, I I threw you the alley oop right there. <laughs> That boy tried to de-wave me with the bounce hands. Like, ah, LeBron, here you go. Ah, he said, uh, you said, you, he, nah, uh, uh, I'm not going to take that bait. But, I mean, it was a salad. It was thrown. Mm. I mean, if, you, if you're good with words, you get it. If not, then, hey, man, have a seat. Hey, Welcome man, to the Slashcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, moving on, moving on in free agency. Speaking of dysfunction. Ben Simmons and the 76ers are in the middle of something we call disarray. They Ben Simmons has told the 76ers that he does not want to come back. He is broken and his heart is no longer in Philadelphia. You want to know why his heart ain't in Philadelphia anymore? Because the Hawks took it out of his chest and stomped it out. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Certified lover boy, you're a heartless killer now. <laughs> And you out of Philly. So Ben has been linked to a whole lot of teams. He's been linked to Golden State, who has all the assets. He's been linked to – he said that he wants to go out to L.A., but that just will not happen. Nobody has the assets to trade to get Ben Simmons, nor the cap space. 
And then uh, he's been linked to the Kings. So he wants to go out West. The Kings, the thing is, <laughs> it's the 76ers. Who's, who's their GM? Is it Daryl Morey? 76 correct. Daryl Morey has said, every, every team that asks about Ben Simmons, he says he wants a star back immediate. The, the Kings are not willing to give you De'Aaron Fox or Tyrese Halliburton for Ben Simmons. The Golden State Warriors said, he told us that Golden State Warriors, he either wants Steph or Clay. And which is just, I mean, they're untouchable. You want you want all of the all of the goodest. You want me to game. trade you one the of greatest, the greatest one the of the two greatest, greatest shooters of all time. You want one of them for a man who cannot shoot a free throw. <laughs> now, <laughs> I, I never claim to be the smartest person who walked earth. Not it. But let me tell you one thing for sure. There is not. I don't even honestly, even if Clay don't play this season, I'm not traded for. All Ben can do is come over here and miss free throws. I would, I, I, you'd have to get. I would give you Draymond and my two draft picks. That's what I'll give you. My two, or at least one of the draft picks and and uh, uh future first rounders. And then Daryl Moore is saying he wants four first round picks on top of the players. Like I, you, you I, sir, are crazy. I, I hate to be. Like the bearer of bad news, but Draymond for two, Draymond and two first for Ben Simmons, even swapping this window. And, and you're probably better off with Draymond and two first than Ben. Like, unfortunately, Ben is also not a great rim protector, even though he's 75 feet tall. Um, you've never seen Ben Simmons block a shot, can't shoot a free throw, can't shoot anything other than. Him and Clint Capella basically have the same range. Mm-hmm. Um, it is what it is, man. He, eventually, he's just, the, eventually, the six is going to have to come to the harsh reality that nobody's going to pay me for this. Defensively, he's a problem. It, no, it, he's not. It, yeah, he's he's, on, ben Simmons guards the one through five. What are you talking? He was no, runner up for defense player of the year. Oh, oh Reggie, hear me out. So the, he he guards the one through the five. Have you ever seen Ben Simmons block a shot? Ever? Yes. Is he a rim protector? No. Okay. That, John, just because you're the, just you don't get a lot of blocks, I mean you don't him, guard the five. Him, him and John Collins, same size. Rough. No, they're not. He's six eleven. Six well, yeah, six ten, six nine. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Okay. Big Ben Simmons, John Collins, same size. Who who do you trust to protect the rim? John Collins. Oh, all right. So he's really just a perimeter defender. Like mm-hmm. if you're you're not gonna like I mean, two years ago, John Collins playing the five. Before Clint Capella, John Collins playing the center, guarding Embiid. Never in a million years do you think that if Simmons is traded, he's guarding any fives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, no, yeah, I'm not trading you for a guy who can't protect my back end, who can't protect the rim, can't shoot, can't make free throws. You just become your Draymond, but worse. <laughs> I, I I think I mean yeah uh, they need to make uh, but I, if I 70, but you gotta uh, you also gotta understand Daryl Morey like, I'm not trading Ben Simmons for Draymond I, I I at least trust Draymond to be able to shoot free throws why pull up their free throw percentage no I'm Draymond. I'm I'm sure Draymond's is better okay then 
It, but I'm not saying it's good. You can't hack a Draymond. You can't hack a Draymond. You can hack a Ben Simmons and they will 10 9 8 his ass to death. We saw it. You have to understand, you like you can't disrespect our team and then also not account for them breaking Ben Simmons. Hmm. We broke Ben Simmons. I don't care what anybody says. We broke Ben Simmons. And, and we also came really close to breaking Giannis. Yep. If not for that injury, they was going to free throw his ass right on out of there too. <laughs> Without yeah. a doubt. And I, I long-term, because I do think that there are psychological effects that come with this. I do think that bit like – I'm joking about Ben Simmons being broken, but I also think I very much think so. He is broken and he is going to have to go through something before he can get to. Because if you're right now, any team in a suppression moment and you're playing at your house, what should your fans do? Ten, nine, eight. You're going to trick it off. Can't perform under pressure. And if you know that going into that, the guy who is either the best guy on your team or the second best guy on your team has no chance of performing under pressure, your team is dead. I can't trade for that. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's and, and, and even more, the Kings sure as hell can't trade for that when Marvin Bagley's family is like, hey, get my son out of here. It's so many bad things going on at one time. <laughs> There's dumpster fires everywhere, and I'm just happy for once in my once life. It's not the Hawks for once, because we were a dumpster fire for a long time. Melody. <laughs> but uh, but we're going to end our NBA basketball segment around the league on a, on a high note. If there's one person that can bring a smile to your face and his, his personality is taking the NBA by storm, it is my man, Ant-Man. Ant-Man. In Minnesota, the former number number one overall pick, Anthony Edwards, right? Correct. Uh, you like to shout out? I'm about to say you 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 got to do it. You like to shout out Florida, so we go shout out Georgia, even though you know they're not known for basketball at all. Anthony Edwards, uh, the self proclaimed Hall of Famer in anything that he attempts, uh, is come out now. His coach has told him that he grew two more inches. So he is now around 6'5". He was listed at 6'4", but that was with his hair. So he was really about 6'3", with like a 40-something inch vertical. And now he's uh, now uh, allegedly he's 6'4 and a half, 6'5". And why is this funny and great? Because his quote regarding it was, y'all better not let me get to 6'6". I'm going to be Michael Jordan out here. Mind you, he plays for the Timberwolves. <laughs> like they're not good, but the Bulls, but the Bulls me. were good with Jordan. Got there though, but Ant Man is the man. Message, message. <laughs> Go ahead, Dora. What's your thoughts, man? Well, I mean, I am not in the business of doubt, doubting Anthony Edwards. Everything mm-hmm. that he says until proven otherwise is facts. Let's go ahead. <laughs> if this is Splashcast on a regular basis, we are the Anthony Edwards uh, support team fan club, executive officers, whatever you may want to call it needed or say that it is, we support this man until proven otherwise. I just want more sound bites. I want more dunk. And now he looks like he can shoot like Steph. Until proven otherwise, I believe. Yeah, he's shooting six feet behind the three-point line, hitting 13, 14 in a row. It's about to be a problem. Norwood, if you don't have anything else, man, let's transition into some baseball.
All right. Aha. So, ladies and gentlemen, what Reggie tried to do was set me up for the okie doke. If you listen to our podcast long enough, (laughs) Reggie tries to get me saying compromising things when he hits his recording button. I don't try to get you to say anything. I just try to record you saying compromising things. Yeah, that's called influence. (laughs) But either way, (laughs) didn't hear what I said. So good luck and Godspeed. Uh, (laughs) We are now here for the baseball portion of this. And it is quite the interesting baseball session here. Everything here is not good, but hey, it's it's gonna be quick though. (laughs) It's gonna be quick though. Braves are winning, um, but yes, the Washington Nationals Vice President Bob Boone is resigning uh, instead of complying with the COVID nineteen vaccine vaccine mandate for all un, uh, non-uniform players to be vaccinated, he has decided that he would rather go home and not work his fantastic job. To get paid hundreds of thousands of millions of dollars. I'm not going to say anything, but I think that this is quite the conundrum. People are very interested in putting non uh, substances, not putting substances into their body, but I mean, right, Mom. Are, we, are we assuming that you've never put foreign substances in your body? Uh, I'm questioning that. <laughs> so is he, how old is Bob Boone? 73 years old. He's born 1947. He done lived through all these pandemics. He done got vaccinated before. So why now do you not want to be vaccinated? I mean, whatever. You know, it is what it is. All I'm going to say is Darwinism is real. And, you know. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we are done with baseball. We told you it was going to be quick. And we are now going to jump into, we formerly known as Trending Topics, we have changed it to the Splashes of the Week. Uh, so with that being said, let's get into the Splashes of the Week, Norwood. Yes. So number one, new segment alert, new segment alert, new segment alert. We are now doing Splashes of the Week. If you have anything that you consider a big splash, please reach out to me, please reach out to Reg or reach out to the Splashcast or dotteammedia.gmail.com. All of these things, wherever it is, we everywhere. Uh, Splash number one is dot, 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 the one that we've all laughed at all week. (laughs) Bishop Sycamore. So Bishop Sycamore. Bishop Scamming Moore. (laughs) Scamming and jamming. We told y'all we scamming and jamming today. Bishop Sycamore plays is a prep school a prep high school that plays a national schedule so they play teams like img they play like dematha they play all of these powerhouse football schools well it turns out that bishop sycamore is actually a fake school (laughs) that tricked espn into playing on national television there has according to espn and to the whistleblower there has allegedly never been a bishop sycamore they played two games in three days. That's that's a red flag right there. <laughs> <Red>. coach, <laughs> you sure purple. Crayola used to roll in that 128 box. Anything <laughs> in that rose, whatever you want to, whatever color you want to call it, you should probably be like, and and ESPN, if you listen to it, they're like as you're kind of going through the, the telecast, they're like Oh, well, we ain't never heard of them before. Um, but somebody somewhere should be a fired ass. Not now, but right, right now. 
No, Definitely. Put on TV. Man, you could have put me and Reggie and the rest of the die team out there. <laughs> uh, they, they play their head and coach has a current wait, active arrest warrant. 100% LOA would be the kicker. <laughs> uh, most of their players are junior college dropouts who are nowhere near high school age, allegedly. Be, uh, and not only that, they went out there and played against some high schoolers at ING Academy and got beat 44 to nothing. You know how upset you got to be to be a high school, I mean, to be a, a junior college dropout and go lose to some 15 year olds in football? They beat your ass on yeah. national TV. Should have punched them kids. They don't even have bills. You at <laughs> junior college, you got real bills and you're going to a fake school. Now, Bishop Sycamore definitely, uh, they have had six of their games already canceled as a result of this whistleblower. But they also uh, released a statement saying the oldest player on their team is 19. uh, And they are an accredited school. So there's an investigation. You know, that's a lie. But there's an investigation going on. But, man, I ain't never seen that in the age of information. I ain't never seen nothing like this before. Let me tell y'all, just, okay, you just heard what Reggie said, but did y'all hear, like, let's do a, a lyrical breakdown of what he just said there. They're <laughs> an accredited school. Anytime that somebody tells you that your school is accredited, it's already on the shakiest of grounds. Bishop scamming more, um, whatever it is, it's something. Do I think that it's a little bit more legit than people probably put on? Yes. Is it much more legit than that? I don't think so. Um, to the guy who was running the scam, why not? You already, I, he was actively, uh, had warrants available. Why not? Do what you want to, bro. Yeah, they, I mean, they out there. I, 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 I really don't have any more else to say about it because I'm at a loss for words. I, the audacity of it. So you, for you to be a junior college dropout who's like 21 years old and Boy. you out there playing, you would rather, instead of doing something, you would rather go out there and play a high school schedule and lie. Would you, that's, that, and lie. That's the same kids that be like 15 years old in the Little League World Series. Danny Almonte, you mean? Yep. You mean something that happens regularly? People <laughs> scared? People scared me? Yeah, um, same thing, man. It's the same thing. So, uh, moving on, moving on. Rich Paul is trying to take over the league. So we talked about Ben Simmons earlier. How he wants to, he wants out of Philly. Well, his agent is LeBron James' friend and co-founder of Clutch Sports, Rich Paul, and he's now a super agent. And he wants Tyrese Maxey and Ben Simmons out of Philly. Is Rich Paul trying to take over the league? Trying to or doing are two different things. He's he is making it something. He it's a lot of dust ups with Rich Paul. Um, you know, a couple weird deals. He he has put guys in a lot of good deals with no trade clauses and stuff. He got the Nerlens Noel lawsuit facing him. He didn't get. He never got the two hundred k back. But Rich Paul is definitely like, I'm. I want to be fair with what I'm going to say. White agents have been doing the very same thing. No different than the Drew Rosenhaus operation. Hmm. Everybody, everybody doesn't love Drew Rosenhaus. A lot of teams don't. 
most you know, he still be signing them athletes though. Exactly. So I gotta I gotta make sure that I'm not treating him differently than everybody else. Now, mm-hmm. is that an unconventional strategy? Sure, but is that the strategy that a lot of the top level agents take? It kind of comes with the territory. It comes with the ball game. So I d- I don't hate it, but it's interesting. But I, I respect him for trying to get it how he wants to get it. I like it. Yeah. I mean, so the thing about Rich Paul, Rich Paul told, so Philadelphia organizations, this is how it all kind of started uh, and how Maxi kind of got thrown into it or how it leaked out that Maxi, that he wants Maxi out of there too. A few local Philadelphia-based organizations that plan on partnering with Maxi on some community events. And Rich Paul told them to cancel the plans and he doesn't want Maxi to grow roots in Philly. That's savage. Like, I mean, but Rich Paul knows what he wants and he well, knows. But you know, Maxi is like, bro, I ain't in this fight. Like, you know how it's always, man, we'll, you keep talking, we'll jump you. Nah, dog, that's between you and that man. I'm, I, I, Embiid is good. Uh, um, <laughs> and, and Tobias ain't bad, and, and and if they move Ben, I'm probably gonna play more. Nah, like Ben, you my dude. Salute, make free throws next time. We won't probably won't have this problem. But nah, this this is not my battle. <laughs> that is not yours. And I, I think that Maxi probably called him like, bro. I like Philly, and it Philly ain't like that. me. Philly like me. <laughs> I like Philly. If Philly likes me, and it ain't that many better players, do not send me to Sacramento. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gonna tell you for sure what the hell I'm not doing is going to Sacramento on behalf of Ben Simmons because we could have all won a championship if we could make free throws. So the last thing I'm doing is Gee, I'm- <laughs> I don't want to be back with the non free throw maker. You Why, think <laughs> you you think I'm attaching my career to the dude who can't make free throws? You so if, get, so, so, if so if your agent says no, you gonna be attached to it. Do you fire Rich Paul? You want you want the papers faxed or email? <laughs> Dissolution of, uh, of relationship. This is all. Right. <laughs> I don't uh, know. And, and I'm sure this would be a trailer, a prelude, whatever you want to call it. If you think I'm linking my career. The broke, ben the broke jump shot Ben Simmons. I, I got to go home and sit down with my damn self and, and reevaluate the people who I've invested and let into my life because clearly you're not the agent that I thought you were. You do not have my best interest at heart. Reggie, 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 <laughs> you got a regular job. You got a whole regular job. If they said that you get paid if Ben Simmons nope. makes 75% of his free throws, or you don't get paid at all. Are no. you looking to your career to Ben Simmons? Absolutely not. Do you make substantially less than Maxi is going to make over the life of his career? Yes. Okay, then. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that on that. So. You ain't, ain't got to be smart, but for sure what you can't be is dumb. There's Ooh. a bar there. Too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a, there's a lot of bars. Oh, man, is that the name of the episode? Bars. Yes, bars. <laughs> uh, and finally, man, we want to talk about Miss Naomi Osaka. Uh, Naomi uh, was eliminated in the second round uh, or the third round of the U.S. Open. Um, and 
while losing uh, isn't the end of the world, it's the way that she lost and how she had so much frustration and so many emotional outbursts during the uh, way more than usual way more than normal she's really she's really cool calm and collected even when she faces adversity and she's always so confident in herself and in her thought process and everything and when she lost she was smashing the racket she broke the racket she was yelling she was cursing she just wasn't herself and she completely unraveled she threw her racket three times and then she walked off and when she lost the set she walked off the court and uh, when she returned, uh, the crowd began to cheer for her and cheer for Fernandez. And Naomi double faulted right out of the gate and ended up losing the match. And that's where it turned when she was in in the post-match interview. She started crying and she couldn't express why. And for someone that I've seen people go through anxiety, I, 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 that looked familiar. Uh, she says she was struggling with depression and anxiety and she's stepping away from stepping away from sports. And this is just another example of her saying of, of uh, making sure that she gets right. And we wish her prayers, man. What's your thoughts on this, man? I kind of went, was long winded with that, but I thought it was important. I'm kind of like, once again, I'm going to go back to, I appeared on one of my friends podcasts earlier this week. I think women should be given the same space as men. Like, baseball players are notorious for breaking bats after they get struck out. Even even tennis players, uh, what's his name? Nick Kyrgios is notorious. Now, he's a bad, he may not be the best example because people hate him for his antics. But let women be mad. Like, I don't know why women are not allowed to be mad. I don't know why they're not allowed to be upset. I don't know why they're not allowed to do the same thing that guys do regularly. Like, Liz, once again, we'll come back to one of the, the, the podcast favorites, Liz Cambage. Like, she has emotion. She doesn't hide her emotion. She is who she is 100% of the time. Instead of being mm-hmm. celebrated, she's almost more like persecuted. And I'm not going to use my platform nor my time to do anything other than be like, nah, you can be pissed off like everybody else. Go for yep. it. If you want if you want to be mad, you want to cut somebody out, guys do it every day. Every, Every day. day. This was never a problem for Cam for anybody. For any male, anybody in a male-dominated sport or on the male side of sports, when they express an exorbitant amount of emotion, and I'll even take it one step further. We, we've been on kind of the race topic kind of off and on this whole thing, especially with tennis being a male-dominated white man sport in the 80s and 70s. Um, whenever, what is it, Pete McEnroe? Whenever throwing stuff and all of that whenever they show emotion it was a problem it it was never a problem but now is a problem when naomi osaka shows emotion when sharina shows emotion she's being they even told her she was being too manly like come on dog like y'all tripping but you know it is what it is so we're we're praying for naomi uh we hope that you take all the time you need to get back to the healthy to the mental health that you the mental health level that you need to be at to in order to continue your career or in order to just be happy. Don't even worry about the career. Number one, take all the time you need to mentally be where you want to be. I want Mm -hmm. that. Everything else still a game. Mm -hmm. It's an important game. People invest a lot of time, money and their life into it, but it's still a game outside of that. 
how we are going to facilitate and support an environment where you can have all the passion, anger, anxiety, everything that comes with it, and express yourself however you want to. Like I, I think that everybody needs to be a part of that. But if we're going to do this one, I want to make sure that, yeah, you can get mad. Just, I want to see more of that. That makes it exciting. That That's what the draw is. That's the reason. Truth. When you see the emotion it. makes the game. Jalen Ramsey. Not a, he's a great cornerback, but you know it's going to be some smoke that comes with that. That's what makes us want to watch. When, when you take that from women, you're also doing them, them a disservice to the opportunity to to bring fans in and keep fans emotionally invested. So go for it. Cuss them out. Break the racket. It, you got money. You got $100 trillion. About 10 more new rackets. And then give 40 to kids who need them. Oh. <laughs> Valid point. Valid point. Well, Norwood, we've come to the end of episode 22 of the Splash Cast. This was a lengthy episode, uh, part one and part two. But this is what y'all about to get. A lot of emotion, a lot Man. of debate. A lot of fun, a lot of spice, everything. I feel uh, like we should close the episode out with boys to me under the road. Like this, <laughs> this is good. This but it, but is it's only gonna we, be yeah. it's only gonna be like an hour when we edit it. And I didn't mean to cut you off. It's only gonna be like an hour, hour and a half when we edit it. But I'll let y'all know right now. We've been podding for and talking and debating for four hours and drinking and, didn't, and drinking and didn't even know that it was four hours. No, this is this is our therapy. This is what this. I know that a lot of you guys have told us, man, you and Reggie, y'all like the Hawks, y'all like the Braves, y'all like the Falcons. Well, the smoke is here. And it's going to be here until January, February. So, And now uh, the smoke will continue because Georgia will continue to fail as they specialize in And you just keep holding on. Keep oh, you holding just, on. Bro, you just got to hope y'all in the season. I mean, in the day, not on one. Like, let's keep it real. <laughs> you, <laughs> it could get bad for you, man. So if we win and I call you, don't be like, oh, but we got national championships. Don't. Don't. What? Just sit there. Just sit there and take the L. But we got national championships. You keep holding thing. on to Tebow. You keep holding on to Tebow. You could always just win one and then after that, you I wouldn't have that. Like, perfect example. Me in Alabama. Whatever the conversation is, the conversation is we both got national championships. Even even LSU. Whatever the conversation is, they got two national championships. You are outside the club. And you ain't had a national championship since 1980. So are you saying they haven't are you saying they don't have national championships? Or are you saying they don't have national championships since I've been alive? Well, it's you and I talking. I've seen three, you've seen zero. Right. So I mean, you saying since I've been alive, is that sure, what you're trying to say? No, sure. I mean, okay, that, that's just like us claiming the the uh, Milwaukee. Uh, I mean, not the Milwaukee Hawks. What was the Hawks championship? No, it's that's different. That's different because that was a whole different city. That's different. That's I different. Think, I mean, it's up. It, it's honestly up to you. If you want to claim the <laughs> the, the 1980 national championship and, and lean on that, well, I'm, so I'm you, you no, but you say that to me, but when Wortham says, oh, I've got 37 championships and Bear Bryant and all that. You don't say shit. 
I digress because you because they I mean they I, I, what but I'm but I'm I mean I'm not no really, see I'm catching you in your no in your no 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 okay I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna walk myself but look through it. no please please end the podcast because we are we are now oh my bad <laughs> um yes me and Reggie are spiraling uh I'm about to finish oh okay I was about to say I'm gonna drink my sixth beer and finish the six pack of the twenty four that I have but we'll get back to that later. Um, ladies and gentlemen, this has been a fantastic podcast. <laughs> One of my absolute favorite. Uh, I think that going forward, especially with college football season, it is going to get very spicy. So please buckle up and, and hang out for the ride. We also have done some excellent things talking about HBCU today. Um, as far as the culture, talking about football games coming up. And it is homecoming season. Homecoming season. Although I think Morehouse is canceled there, so hopefully that doesn't be a trend. Hey man, we just gonna we gonna stay right here. We gonna stay <laughs> prayerful. Uh, with that said, y'all know what it is already. Number one, shout out to Drake and certified lover boy delivering on time, unlike Donda. Even though Donda rocks, we still appreciate number one more black baseball more black cowgirls and cowgirls. You could have been anywhere else in the world, especially on this wonderful, beloved Saturday. And you came and kicked it with me and Reggie. Of course, we have one episode that will come out on Tuesday. We have the Splash Cast 12-pack. Oh, and you know, it's nothing but heat on this week. So go ahead, <laughs> strap in. Of course, if you ain't cleaned your house, put the master, uh, put the master list on and, and please make your mother and grandmother high, uh, proud because your house probably needs to be vacuumed and dusted anyway. We have the national episode on Thursday. And, of course, hang out. Hang out. Always remember, like, subscribe, and rate us, review us, give us a five-star rating. If you don't, then actually, I'm not going to be disrespectful. Give us a five-star rating. Um, Reggie wanted to disrespect everybody who didn't give us a five-star rating, but we can't all make the best decisions. But outside of that, also tell a friend, man. Me and Reggie, tell a friend, action. tell a friend, tell a friend, and we getting this video stuff figured out too. So when we come with some video, y'all be ready. Oh yeah, and of course we we said episode episode twenty five we will rehash and come up with some new things. And of course we also appreciate y'all sticking with us, listening to us. Texting us, you know, what you think, things that we can improve on. We are open to it all. And mm-hmm. anything that you want to send us, dive team at dive team media at gmail.com. Y'all be safe, man. We out of here. Peace. Tell me if you know someone that needs. In the name of the true and living God, the beneficent, the merciful. Thank you for bringing me up the rough side of the mountain like Earthrule. Every knee bowed and every tongue confessed and paid homage to the monk who visit Rothschilds like the loneliest dead Pananica. It's J-Elect Antondronica coming through your monitor. Back from the great and yonder, the son of man and the son of Donda. I never rode the Jicks or the R6 or the Honda, but I flew my Ducati through no
North America like Wakanda. Earthquakes will strike this nation for what Bush did to Rwanda. What the Clintons did to Haiti and down the street did to Ghana. It's a post land, they call me Toto Moto, El Negro Loco. I shake the tectonic plate to the game if I lay one vocal. The God is interstellar while you fellas remain local. My boss is like the pyramid temples of Paco Volta. As sure as the DOJ confirmed Ezekiel's will, I can change the world like that cool but two pieces of steel. My sword on my microphone, I swore to the Christ stone, but when you great, they want to say you took a L, Jose Castillo. I'm in the fight here, fight here for what seemed like light years. My rugged cross and thorny crown squeeze out Christ's tears. Thirty pieces of silver clout, my Pierre Price tear. It's a war outside, it's a war outside. It's like the last days of Sodom and Gomorrah outside. If you know someone that needs Jesus, Lord. We're doing a lot of things. Tell me if you know someone that needs Jesus, Lord. We're doing a lot of things. Tell me if you know someone that needs Jesus. 